Hi, I'm Lori Wright, also known as Not Your Average Grandma. I created this podcast as a place for women in their second half of life to go to to receive inspiration. If you are at a place where you believe your best days are behind you, it is my hope one of these episodes will spark you to think differently and lead you to a new belief that your second half may actually be your best half. I want you to stop seeing your age as a limitation and start seeing it as your superpower. You have years of experience and value that the younger you never had. So it's time to lean into that and use it to fuel your future. No more letting age or circumstances hold you back from the pursuit of a more fulfilling and fun life. The happier we are, the better the world will be. So instead of settling for what you don't want, how about going after what you do want? Listen in and let something you hear prompt you to take the first step in making the rest your best. Welcome to another episode of Living Your Spark Second Half. Today's episode is about six myths of empty nesters. But what I like to say is they're lies. They're lies we're telling ourselves and they are riddled with unhelpful thoughts. That's how we serve uh, these lies to ourselves is through these unhelpful lies or unhelpful thoughts. These unhelpful thoughts are lies that we're telling ourselves that are keeping us stuck and keeping us from having the happiest life that we can. So recognizing that you're telling yourself these lies is number one. And I'm not saying you're telling yourself all of these lies, but I'm betting that you're telling yourself some of these lies. I told myself a lot of these lies. And when you do that, you can't move forward. You can't figure out things because you're stuck in your thoughts. And so when you're stuck in your thoughts, it's more like you get on this hamster wheel that you can't get off of. When you start to recognize these thoughts and you start to rewrite new beliefs, then you jump off the hamster wheel. And you can start running around. You might even get out of the cage you're in if we want to use that metaphor. All right. So myth number one, your life is over. Your life is not over. You might think the best part of your life is over because you really loved being a mom. I loved being a mom. And when my kids left, it was like earth shattering. And it was kind of a gradual thing because, you know, they are, they went to college and they're kind of back a lot. And I had girls and we're on talking all the time. But when they left home, they, they didn't talk to me so much. <laughs> they were kind of gone. And so it hit me almost like a, a load of bricks. And it was, oh, my gosh, I couldn't see a life a, a forward without my children in it because I was 22 when I got married, 23 when I had my first child. And so when I was in my late 40s and they were gone, it was like, what do I do now? So saying to yourself, my life is over or the best part of my life is over, it's a big lie because you need to start looking at the future and what's possible. What are the possibilities that you haven't investigated? What are the possibilities that could unfold for you that don't have anything to do with children? Yes, it was a good part of your life, but you're meant to do other things. Being a mom is just part of your life story. 
Myth number two, you have no value to give. That's bullshit. Just call you on that. You have lots of value to give. I remember thinking, I don't really have any gifts. What are my gifts? <laughs> my value is in being a mom. I place so much of that value. I mean, I had a job. I had a job. But I can honestly say that I didn't feel, I felt as a mom, like I was giving this intense value because I, I loved what I did so much. And when you love what you do, you feel like you're giving value. If you're seeing the benefits of what you do, which I was seeing my kids grow and learn and develop and become amazing people, that gave me a lot of value. And so then it's like, well, I, I'm not valuable anymore. And maybe you're not getting that from your job because your job could give you value, but there's other things that can get you give you value. If you don't feel valued, find something to feel valued in. Volunteer, find an interest to learn and contribute to a community of some sort, to a group. Like you could go learn something at a Michael's store, for instance. And just by being a part of that group and bringing yourself and your personality to it is bringing value. But and if you learn something and you have skills to develop that you can then share with other people, that's giving value. So how can you take what you know and what has been the value you've given before and how can you give that value going forward? So it's not that you have no value to give. It's just that, that the way you are valued has to shift in new ways. So any thoughts to do like, oh, no one cares about me or no one calls me or, you know, nobody, nobody, I'm not needed. That's kind of the same thing. So if you're having thoughts like that, that's what you need to do. Find new ways to feel valued. And you are valued. You are valued. You're just not feeling it. And you just need to find the thing that makes you feel that way. But your kids still value you. It's just in a new way. And you have to understand that because you're still their mom and you can still be there for them, but you just aren't going to be present in their life like you were before. You have to distance yourself a little bit. And that's the tough part too. Number three, myth. It's hard to learn new things. That's a big lie. It is not hard to learn new things. It is easier than ever to learn new things. You can't tell me that it's easier to dial a phone. <laughs> it's easier to look things up. Do you remember how we had to look things up in the encyclopedia? And the encyclopedia was very limited. So you can Google anything. Things are, I think we've become very impatient because things are so easy. Instant gratification, right? And I think part of the problem is that we think things are hard to learn, but it's because it's time consuming. I know for me, a lot of things it's like, oh my God, I'm so busy. I don't have time to learn that. I don't have time to learn that. But learning something actually helps you give value. <laughs> Those are kind of tied to each other. Learning new things makes you feel satisfied. You feel fulfilled when you learn something new. And so I would say, as soon as you and that thought comes to your head, you hear that, 
oh, it's too hard to learn new things. Or when you're trying to learn something and you're beating yourself up because it's taking too long, just step back and say, oh my gosh, things are a lot easier than they used to be. This is just taking time and I just need to be patient. That's what I would suggest. And ask for help. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. We don't realize that when we were younger, we did things that were hard. Learning how to ride a bike was hard. I don't know about you, but I fell on the concrete a couple of times. But once we learn it, we just get better at it. And so sometimes the learning process, is just there's a learning curve too. And we just are, like I said, we're too impatient to deal with a learning curve. And so we're like, oh, it's too hard. So I would question when you talk to yourself about that and try to shift your thinking into it's not so hard. It's just time consuming. Your brain is still as viable and good as it was many moons ago. It's probably that you aren't exposing it to enough learning and it's maybe just gotten a little stale. All right. So get back on the bike, so to speak. All right. So myth four is your life has no purpose. Well, I can understand that because I felt that way. My purpose was my kids. So if my purpose is now over, what 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 is what does that mean? What does that mean? Uh, you know, a lot of people I see jump right into being a grandparent to replace being a parent. And I would question whether that's the right thing for you because it might be keeping you from living your second half purpose, what a real second half purpose. And not that some people being a grandparent is their purpose and is they're watching their grandkids full time and it's filling them up and giving them fulfillment and that is giving them purpose. And and that's fine if you're feeling that. But if you're doing grandparenting on a regular day-to-day basis out of a sense of duty, that's not, you're not feeling purposeful, you're probably feeling used. And so what I would say is, what is it that you're curious about? What is it that you're interested in? And that would lead you potentially to learning something new and finding a new purpose. And guess what? You'll feel valued. So a lot of these myths, they tie into each other. They weave into a pattern of what you need to realize is so much of these things are just unhelpful thoughts we're thinking about where we are in life and why we can't move forward. They're, they're, it's thinking about that's keeping us stuck. These myths, there's patterns and they tie, a lot of them tie in together. So a lot of them might be It might be multiple lies you're telling yourself. Myth five, being a mom is who you are. We have wrapped our identity around parenting. We think that is it, that we came here to be a mom and that is what we were meant to do. Now that job is over, I am done, done, done. And you aren't done because that's a role 
And I talk about this in my free training. I have these six empty nester roles that we're playing. And, you know, it's, it's just one of many roles, one of many identities we step into and out of in life. Think of it this way. It's, it's, it's just like we're stepping into a role for a period of time. It, you know, pretend like you're an actor or an actress playing a part. Yes, we played this part for many seasons, many years. But now we have to find a new role to play. And I know you loved it. I mean, if you're anything like me, I loved it. Best role of my life. Even though I was a full-time working person, best role of my life. And what I realized as I started to do the work and realize my unhelpful thoughts and the lies I was telling myself is I started to realize that the things that I did as a mom are things that I can help people with. They were actually skills I developed. And so I was curious about people. I wanted to help people grow and develop. And I wanted to help people live a better life. I did that. That's what I wanted for my kids. And that didn't go away when they left. It's just that if you're thinking about it as a role I was playing and as an actress, it's just that I needed to find a new part and I needed to find new castmates. So I had to find new castmates so I could do the things that I loved doing that I found was really my purpose as a mom. But it led into a new and different purpose. I mean, similar in the things that I like to do, like growing my kids and teaching them things and getting their mind to expand and turn into having, like I said, a better life, you know, being a better person than they were yesterday. And I didn't know anything about coaching then, but I started to realize the things that interested me were about learning about people's personalities, learning about why people do the things they do. And so then I was like, oh, I'll be a coach. That's what I should do. It's, it's so fascinating to me. So follow your curiosity to find your next role. But being a mom is who you are. No, 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 no. It's just one minuscule facet of who you are. There are so many other who you are elements. And there are who you are elements that haven't even evolved yet. And isn't that exciting to think about as you move forward in life? So many more roles to play in life. So just keep pursuing, keep pursuing the things that interest you and thinking about what were the skills that you developed as a mom. If you loved being a mom so much and you're in a place where you're, you're so sad that that part of your life is over, I guarantee you that there are skills that you developed as a mom that you need to help other people with, that you can help other people with, and that you can give value, great value with. 
All right. And the last myth, myth six, is you are all alone. That is a myth. That is a lie. You are not all alone. You might think you're all alone, but that's because of all these other thoughts make you feel that way. When my students come together in my program, that's one of the things in, in, in my free training, even that, 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 that when I have a group together, that's learning something online and they're, and I'm getting them to share there, that's the comments. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. I thought I was the only one. Everybody feels this way. That's here in this group setting or so many people feel like me. And so when I get people to share and other people see themselves and the other person, it makes you feel seen and it makes you feel not alone anymore. And so if you are believing you are all alone, it's because you're likely creating that aloneness. You're creating that aloneness in your mind. You're probably creating that aloneness in your environment. And when you are overwhelmed with unhelpful thoughts, you tend to shy away from social situations. Uh, You tend to shrink away from, because you don't want to burden people. Because think of it, we are people who light other people up. We are people who nurture other people as mothers. And so when you are feeling like you're unable to nurture because you're not being nurtured, you're not getting what you need and you're not feeling valued and you're not feeling, you're feeling void of purpose. We just kind of shrink. And so in terms of this particular myth and not and and trying to tell yourself something that is a truth versus a lie is first of all believe you're not alone and believe that you just need to take simple steps to share how you're feeling and you will find your tribe take the action to seek out women like you and get the support you need because you are not alone. You're feeling alone, but the reality is you are not alone. So hopefully these six myths and talking about them as really lies that are causing you to have a limiting life. They're causing you to shrink and not be seen. You want to be seen. You want to contribute to society. And it's there inside of you. But having all these unhelpful thoughts doesn't help you take the action. So reverse these these lies and start to create positive affirmations that are in opposition of these lies. And so quickly, I'll just go over the six myths again, and I'll give you an example of an affirmation that you can do instead. And when you do these and do them on a daily basis, it will help you rewire those circuits that are misfiring 
because that's really what is happening in your brain. The lies you're telling yourself and the unhelpful thoughts that are uh, convincing you of these things, it's just short-circuiting in your brain because you've been telling yourself this for too long. So myth number one, your life is over. An affirmation would be a beautiful life and future is unfolding for me. Myth number two, you have no value to give. Well, what you would say is, I feel valued and cared for in my life. So what you're doing, as you can see, is you're just flipping it, flipping it from negative to positive, but you're also putting it in the positive tense. So you want to, or the, or the, um, excuse me, present tense, positive and present. Okay. So it's as if it's already true. And that's the trick. It's as if it's already true. It's not like one day, someday, because if it's one day, someday, you're going to still be in the disbelief of it. All right. It's hard to learn new things. Myth three could be, I am so excited about all of the new things that I'm learning. Myth four, your life has no purpose. You could say something like, I love my new purpose where I'm providing value to others in an amazing way. And these, I mean, you don't have to take these verbatim, but you see the point is they are present tense and they are positive, all kind of like affirming what you want to attract into your life. So make it positive to what you want to attract. If you have an inkling of what that purpose is going to be, put say it, say what that purpose is. I love my new purpose of coaching and my clients are amazing. That would just be an example that I could have used for myself back in the day when I was starting to think about, oh my gosh, maybe I could be a coach. All right. Um, the next one, uh, five would be the one being a mom is who you are. I love the roles that are unfolding for me. I like the word unfolding because it's just like it's on its way to me um, because sometimes we're, we can't be certain of what those roles are. And so unfolding is, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's blossoming. It's blossoming. It's like your, it, your brain is going to um, attract your, the universe is going to know, oh, you know, she wants new roles. She wants new roles. Okay. I'll find new roles for, her and we'll start presenting things for you because it's, it's unfolding for you. It means it's happening. It's happening. Uh, so it's not like it's, um, it's not uh, one day the role that I want will arrive, uh, but it's like it's on its way right now. So that's the way I look at this. And then the sixth is you are all alone. You could put this uh, as an affirmation. I love the new tribe I've connected with who gets me. I love the women who have come into my life who make me, who stretch me and help me grow 
as a human. Something like that. I, I just love coming up with these things because don't they feel better than saying, like, I am so alone. My life has no purpose. It's so hard to learn new things. We can we can give ourselves such better thoughts to think. And that's what this exercise was all about. So stop telling yourself lies and start telling yourself truths that you know, because I'm telling you, these are lies. These are lies. So tell yourself truths. And even if they're not like happening right now, they're, they, you're telling the universe, that's what you, that's what you want. That's what you want. And it'll, it'll start to work for you. It'll start to work for you because telling yourself these things isn't getting you anywhere except feeling shitty. Right. And that's what we don't want. We want, we want to feel good. And these, these much more helpful thoughts will make you feel a whole heck of a lot better. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning into the Living Your Spark second half podcast. If you'd like to watch my guest interviews, you can find the video version of this podcast on my Not Your Average Grandma YouTube channel. Also, you can check out what I have going on at the moment by going to my website at notyouraveragegrandma.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Not Your Average Grandma. If you like this episode, please mention it to a friend and don't forget to leave a review so I know the topics you like best and can bring you more of that content in upcoming episodes. Last but not least, remember to always listen to that inner voice that will never steer you wrong and make living from the most sparked place possible your biggest priority. When we do that, we make the world a better place.